we have these crossroads. And you know, either way you choose, your life is going to be different. The universe doesn't exist, but God thinks it does. We have to stop consuming our culture. We have to create culture. Stupidity has a definite evolutionary function. I am all for abolishing stupidity, but before it goes, we should pay tribute to it. Hello and welcome to the Nonsense Bazaar. We're your hosts. I'm Willow Truman. I'm Scoy Kennedy. And today we're going to be talking about something real random. Yeah. The Tin Man, aka Nick Chopper, aka Emperor Nicholas III of the House of Chopper, because the Tin Man has a real name. Wait, the Tin Man? The 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 Tin Man. You, the you know the one from the Chef Boyardee beef ravioli commercials. No. <laughs> Me either, but apparently, apparently he's been in some ravioli commercials <laughs> <laughs> and also some arthritis commercials. But no, you uh, that one makes sense. He's more famous for uh, being one of the main characters in The Wizard of Oz, which needs yes. no prefacing. Literally, everybody knows this story. Yeah, it's just imprinted upon like every American child. Yeah, and you know, Tin Man, he's the guy. He he wanted a heart. Yeah, my sister used to. Uh... That was her like fictional character that she pretended to be for like years as a small child. That's adorable. I know. Yeah. That's incredible. Tin Man. <laughs> so like, you know, he wants this heart so badly, which begs the question, did he ever have a heart? And if so, what happened to it? Yeah, they never was, really got into that. Was he always made out of tin? You that's know? A good question. Like, so that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> We're going to solve the mystery of the Tin Man. <laughs> is this Tin Man? We've completely given up, haven't we? No. Not even two years in. <laughs> if you weren't aware, the backstory of the Tin Man is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, it's hardcore. The Cowardly Lion and Scarecrow, they don't get backstories. But the Tin Man, he gets his own entire sequel. And holy shit. This is the full title of the sequel. <clears throat> the Tin Woodman of Oz, a faithful story of the astonishing adventure undertaken by the Tin Woodman, assisted by Woot the Wanderer, the Scarecrow of Oz, and Polychrome the Rainbow's daughter. I'm such a sucker for huge titles. Yup. Yo, the Oz books, I'm feigning a little ignorance here, but I've read a bunch of the Oz books. They're crazy. They're fucking nuts. They're, I love them. They're brutal. Yeah, dude. There's they're, like, they're like sci-fi, fantasy, horror, like they're everything. Yeah, man. Um, So, I don't know. I just thought that the Tin Man's backstory was worth talking about for reasons that will become apparent because there's a yeah. lot of themes, a lot of parallels to things happening like today, questions about transhumanism, about like uploading one's consciousness into a digital simulacra, you know, like there's a lot of different avenues that we could take this discussion. So I'm excited to see and old Frank it takes us. L. Frank Baum, he was a Mason, don't you know? He sure was. Coincidence? Mm. What year were they written? What? Uh, 1901. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the first, you know, part of the... Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um... Before we learn about the Tin Man and get into the meat of the story, there's a lot of meat. We're going to say the word meat so many fucking times. Really? Yeah. It's a lot of meat. Okay. It's, and not because I'm choosing to, but because it's in the book, like the description yeah, yeah, yeah. of meat. <laughs> I didn't actually read the Tin Man. I was a big fan of TikTok of Oz. Yeah. The Clock Man. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, before we get into the meat... The meaty meat. We're going to do what we do. We're going to pull a tarot card. Hell yeah. Yep. Then we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. 
Ace of Pentacles. The Ace of Pentacles. All right. Ace of Pentacles, the root of the power of Earth. Earth being the synthesis of the three elements that came before it. There's a yellow brick road. Son of a bitch. No, there is a yellow path. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. How about that? All right. Well, we will talk about that at the end, at of, the the end of the episode. And now to take us into the episode, I want you to hear a song from The Wiz, sung oh, by the character oh. of the Tin Man. The Wiz. Yep. I forgot about this. This is uh But this of... is the NBC version sung by Neo. Neo? Yeah. From the Matrix? <laughs> no, Neo, um what the fuck what songs did he do? I don't know what songs did he do. Miss Independent. No, I don't I I I don't know. I don't know this Neo. Yeah. I could suddenly feel and know once again that what I feel is real. I could cry, I could smile, I could lay back for a while. Tell me what, what would I do? You can cut it off wherever you want, but it's a good song. Yeah, this doesn't suck. It sets the mood for the Tin Man. Okay. Alright. That's the first musical I've heard that actually grooves. Yeah, they did a good job on that song. I'll it's originally it done by Nipsey Russell and The Wiz the Movie, and he sort oh. of fox sings it. Yeah, But yeah. Neo like turned it into this soulful groove. And I love the lines, if tears should fall from my eyes, think of all the wounds they could mend. Think of all the time I could spend being vulnerable again. Aww. And that really encapsulates the Tin Man and his quest for a heart. Jesus. It's really quite beautiful and sad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you remember how Dorothy killed the Wicked Witch of the West? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it dropped a house out, on her. Yeah, she dropped a fucking house on her. Well, it turns out um, nothing can really die in the Land of Oz, but the Wicked Witch of the West was so old she was turning into dust. So when the house fell on her, she just sort of like turned into dust and disintegrated. You cannot necessarily die, but you can be eliminated from existing. That's terrifying. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Usually only happens to really evil people. But um, turns out Wicked Witch of the West, she ruled over Winky, Ca- Winky Country. Mm. So the map of Oz, Winky Country is the west of Oz, All west right. of Emerald City. Okay, it's yep. Emerald City. It's like a central? Yeah. Okay. Emerald City's in the middle. So, <clears throat> Winky Country lost their leader. And good, fuck her. Good riddance. They- But did it plunge the, into anarchy? No. They're like, Tin Woodman, we love you. Be our leader. So, and he happily accepts. So, the Winkies build him a new castle made entirely out of tin because they're all like, the Winkies are the best 
tinsmiths in all the land. Okay. And there are servants that just spend hours a day polishing this tin palace where everything inside of it is made of tin. The furniture, chairs, paintings, flowers, everything. And they like polishing it. So now, yeah. so this is after after the events of the Wizard of Oz, okay. the first movie, the first book. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dorothy, whatever. She goes back to fucking Kansas. Yeah. She also hangs out in Oz a lot, though, too. Okay. Yeah, we're starting after the events of the Wizard of Oz. The Tin Man is now the Emperor of the Winkies. <laughs> Jesus fucking he Christ. He lives in the Tin Palace located in the heart of Winky City. Jesus fucking also, Christ. he had himself nickel plated. So he's the nickel man? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't tell you as much, but he, did. Okay. he had himself nickel plated. So Tin Man and Scarecrow are hanging out in the Tin Palace when all of a sudden this boy wanders on in. And he's from Gillikin country. Oh. Oz's northern quadrant where everything's purple. Okay. Basically, this boy's just wandering around. He comes up to the palace. He has no idea whose palace it is or anything about it. And he's just like, yo, this place is sweet. Who lives here? Can I meet them? So the servant goes, asks Tin Man if this kid can come hang. Tin Man is very happy about him and Scarecrow. They just, they've spent so long talking to each other and not talking. They don't eat or sleep. So they have nothing but time. Like they're not human. (laughs) Which means that every time Dorothy had to sleep in the Wizard of Oz, Tin Man and Scarecrow just stood there awake the whole time. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, they weren't like... I don't know. I hope they didn't like banter. How did they camp? Did they light yeah. a campfire? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like Tin Man and Scarecrow, they just hang out all day long talking or not talking, whatever. They've talked about everything. So finally, they're like, oh, my God, something new to talk about. Let him in. Uh. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll be the boy and you can be Tin Man and, and Scarecrow. Okay. As long as I'm not just Scarecrow because I'd be like, God damn it. Stop fucking typecasting. <laughs> <laughs> I am known as Woot the Wanderer, and I have come through many travels and by roundabout ways from my former home in a far corner of Gillikin country. To wander from one's home is to encounter dangers and hardships, especially if one is made of meat and bone. Had you no friends in that corner of Gillikin country? Was it not homelike and comfortable? I had home and friends, your honorable strawness, but they were so quiet and happy and comfortable that I found them dismally stupid. Nothing in that corner of Oz interested me. But I believed that in other parts of the country, I would find strange people, see new sights. So I set about on my wandering journey. I've been a wanderer for nearly a full year, and now my wanderings have brought me to this splendid castle. I suppose that in this year, you have seen so much that you have become very wise. No, I'm not at all wise. I beg to assure your majesty. The more I wander, the less I find that I know. For in the land of Oz, much wisdom and many things may be learned. So yeah, Woot the Wanderer. He's like, hey, I'm here. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just wandering around. What's up? He's what a if- fed. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a cool little feller. His mother, Woot the Wanderer, glows. He's just a widow. <laughs> a widow boy. A widow Woot. Yeah. Um. So as soon as this boy is like, yeah, I don't know shit. Tin Man is like, ah, very nice. Very wise. <laughs> And then Tin Man is like, oh, shit, that's right. You're made of flesh. I should probably get you something to eat. And he orders his servants to make a meal for Woot. And, you know, Woot's eaten in silence for a while. And then he thinks, um, hey, uh, your majesty, how are you made out of metal? Like, what? what's the deal with that? 
Tin Man says, that's a long story. That's exactly what we're here for. He's got no problem with the Scarecrow? No. <laughs> I guess he hasn't seen the fucking clock man yet. Either. Yeah, right? God. <laughs> He's got a lot to learn about yeah. the Land of Oz, the merry old Land of Oz. So, um, yeah, how did the Tin Man become the Tin Man? Let's, uh, let's learn about that. Yeah. Nicholas Chopper was born in Munchkin Country, the eastern quadrant of Oz. However, unlike his fellow Munchkin landers, Nick grew to be average height. Was he a full-blooded Munchkin? It's hard to say. Because not all Munchkins in the book are described as being short, so, like, it's kind of, he might be, like, a halfling or... Who knows? We don't really know of his origins, but we know that he was definitely made out of flesh. I mean, maybe they stole him from humans. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's definitely cross-dimensional travel. (laughs) Oh, my God. Maybe this is Feyland. Yeah. Well, there's strong evidence to support that within Um, the story. A very strong evidence. It's one of the stolen babies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very well could be. I was looking to see if maybe I could find a voice for the Tin Man, because he's telling the story to Woot, and I thought maybe it would be nice for us to sit back and listen to the Tin Man yeah, yeah. story. Uh, I found a bot that could make that could make you say things in Snoop Dogg's voice. <laughs> so we have like a somewhat robotic Snoop Dogg, which makes sense because he's the Tin Man. He's not yeah. so he's like a little bit modulated. Yeah. So in the nonsense bizarre's production of the Tin Woodsman of Oz, we got Snoop Dogg. Yeah, as the Tin Man. That's that's a good get. Yeah. So. I was a wood chopper. I chopped wood. The wood was used to make fires. The women cooked on the fires. I had a little hut on the edge of the forest. Life was good. Until I fell in love with a beautiful munchkin girl who lived not far away. Mimi Ami, this girl. It's for fear that the sunsets blushed when their rays fell upon her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's so it, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in love with a munchkin girl. Yeah. Nimmy Ammy. Nimmy Ammy. Good good name. Yeah. So yeah, they met one day while Nimmy was in the forest cutting firewood. He learned all about her home life and how she was enslaved by the wicked witch of the east, who worked her hard from morning until night scrubbing. Sweeping her hut, cooking her meals, washing her dishes. To make Nimmy's life easier, Nick started bringing her firewood so that she would have one less task to do. We love a man who helps out, you yes, know? Yes, we do. That's a good man. Yeah. Um. So finally, you know, they have this forest romance where they're meeting up every day. He's giving her the firewood. They're doing their little, you know, secret hideaway love. He asks Nimmy to marry him and she agrees. But the Wicked Witch of the East does not agree. Mm. She's uh she's been snooping this whole time. She's been scoping out what's going on. Witches always do. Yeah. She says, get the fuck away from my daughter slave munchkins. I don't I'm not sure of their relationship really. <laughs> but get the fuck away from her. And Nick says, I'm my own master and I'll do what I want. Which the wicked witch really doesn't like. Mm-hmm. You are not your own master. So he's gonna have to get cursed for that one. The next day, as I was cutting wood in the forest the cruel witch enchanted my axe so that it slipped and cut off my right leg. Yes, it was a seeming misfortune, for one-legged woodchopper is of little use in his trade, but I would not allow the witch to conquer me so easily. I know a very skillful mechanic at the other side of the forest, who was my friend, so I hopped on one leg to him and asked him to help me. 
He soon made me a new leg out of tin and fastened it cleverly to my meat body. It had joints at the knee and at the ankle and was almost as comfortable as the leg I had lost. Yeah. So he chops his own leg off. That's that's fucked up. And then has to get it replaced. But luckily he knows just the man to do it, a guy named Kuklip. I mean Kuklip the tinsmith. Yeah. He gets gets a new metal. Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is this now? A bunch of people will get that joke and it's fun. Okay. I'm happy for the people that do. <laughs> it's that's the fucking uh fucking full metal alchemist uh opening song. It main character gets his Lose ah. his arm and his leg as get replaced ah, by metal, and yes. his brother, and has his brother replaced by metal. His brother oh, is holy the shit, giant that's tin very man. Relevant to this. Yes, story. it's incredible. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, that show is fucking great. Yeah. So Nick Chopper's got a new tin leg, and he returns to Nimi with his tin leg and embraces her, and she's like, "Oh, Nick, I'm so proud of you." You know, because he's enduring. Yeah. For their love, yeah, the yeah. witch sees this, and she's even more angry than before. Yeah. Uh, the next day when Nick is at work, you know, he's a wood chopper. Yeah. His enchanted axe cuts off his other leg, which Kuklip graciously replaces. And now he's got two shiny legs. And Nimi loves him even more now, promising to oil and polish his glittery legs every day. Oh, how they shine. <laughs> so beautiful. More furious than ever, the witch takes things even further. And at the ankle, it was almost as comfortable as the leg I had lost. She made the enchanted axe cut off my arms. And the tinsmith replaced those with tin, including these finely jointed hands that you see me using. But alas, after that, the axe, still enchanted by the cruel witch, cut my body in two so that I fell to the ground. Then the witch, who was watching from a nearby bush, rushed up and seized the axe and chopped my body into several small pieces. After which, thinking that at last she had destroyed me, she ran away <laughs> laughing in wicked glee. Okay, now just do the musical cue. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing. Don't give a fuck if I get my heart bleeding. It's been years. <laughs> You're welcome. It's too perfect. <laughs> no. God. Yeah, his life has been cut into pieces. He's literally just body parts all over the forest floor. But Nimi finds him. She picks up. All of his little All parts. pieces. Yeah, brings him over to Kuklip. And uh, Kuklip... What the fuck do you want me to do with this? Yeah, he's like, I don't know what to do with all these pieces. Bury um, this man, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they make him blood an entire tin body, save for his head, which is set into a tin collar. So now he's just got a, a tin body and a human head. He's happy about his new body, too. How the fuck is he alive? Yeah, right? Because nothing can die in Oz. Oh, right. Yeah. And just be chopped up into little bits and keep surviving forever. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So he likes his new body, though. He's like, wow, you know, I'm so beautiful and bright and strong. I don't ever need to buy clothing again. I don't need to feed myself. I'll never grow old. You know, I won't have any aches or pains or, you know, I can always just keep replacing parts. And, you know, Nimi also... Again, she's into the tin. Yeah, she loves the tin. So there's one part remaining, right? His head. Yeah. At work the next day, 
his enchanted axe, chops off his own head, Jesus. and the witch is standing nearby so she can swoop in and steal the head, making sure that, you know, he can't get it back and hides it away where it can't be found. Thankfully, Nimi uh, sees Nick wandering around headless in the forest and guides him over to Kuklip's place. The body's just walking around? Yeah. Well, he doesn't have a head, so he can't see where he's going. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of just wandering. It makes sense. Is the is the head still conscious? Oh, we'll talk about the head later. We'll talk about the head later. Okay. The faithful fellow at once set to work to make me a tin head, and he had just completed it when Nimi Emmy came running up with my old head, which she had stolen from the witch. But on reflection, I considered the tin head far superior to the meat one. I'm wearing it now, so you can see its beauty and grace of outline. And the girl agreed with me that a man made of tin was far more perfect than one formed of different materials. Being now completely formed of tin, I had no more fear of the wicked witch, for she was powerless to injure me. Nimi Ami said we must be married at once, for then she could come to my cottage and live with me and keep me bright and sparkling. Oh, Snoop Dogg bot, you did so good up until the live mistake. Oh, yeah. Nimi. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like... Nimi is over the garden wall about his transformation. Like, he, she thinks that he's going to make the best husband in the entire land of Oz. Like, I don't got to cook for you because you don't eat. I don't got to make the bed because you can't sleep. When we dance, you won't say, oh, Nimi, come on, let's go home. You'll, you'll dance with me all night and all day while you're chopping. I'll be shopping. I, I can amuse myself any way I want. Privilege few wives enjoy. Plus, there's no temper in your tin head, so you'll never get mad at me. And I'll take great pride in being the wife of the only living tin woodman in all the world. That sucks. There's only one problem. Yeah. Even though Nimi loves him with all her heart, he found that he no longer loved her. Well, I mean, if I heard if I heard my my lady friend say that last paragraph, I wouldn't love her anymore either. <laughs> it's all fucked up. Yeah. Oh, she's so low maintenance. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Now, question. Where's Nick? Yeah. So, like, yeah, we did kind of gloss over that. He has the choice between his real head that Nimi stole from the witch to bring back to him ah. and the tin head that Kuklip had already crafted. Yeah. And now he gets to choose. Does he want his real head or the tin head? And he chooses the tin head. So now he is 100% tin man and has none of but, his original parts. But was he in the head? The real head before or was he in the body? Th these are interesting questions, aren't they? Mm. He will... um. He's going to have a talk with his old head later. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But for now, he's kind of just forgotten about it. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's just over in Kuklip's place, sitting in some cupboard. Mm. You know? Yeah. Just thinking all day. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's not dead. It's not a dead head. Right. It's a live head. It's just there. It's just there, looking. But somehow his personality has been segmented. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so his um his tin body doesn't contain a heart. So without one, he can't love Nimi, meaning the Wicked Witch kind of wins in the end. So Nick, or Tin Man now, I don't know. This thing. Yeah. The tin Man heads out to find a heart, which turns out to be kind of hard to locate. Like, where do you get such a thing? So basically, he ends up just wandering into the woods to die. 
eventually becomes all rusted over, unable to move, stuck motionless for weeks until eventually Dorothy and Scarecrow come along and then the Wizard of Oz begins and then right. that whole story. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, we know how that story goes. They go to yeah. meet the wizard who gives the Tin Man a heart at last, but, oh, the wizard's stock of hearts is low. He's only got one left. So the Tin Man gets a kind heart instead of a loving heart, meaning he still can't love Nimi. What? Fuck. So after telling this to Woot, Woot's speechless because he's like, what the fuck, dude? First of all, it's amazing that you're still alive. <laughs> that's props to you. Props to Kuklip. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Secondly, how kind is your heart actually, though? The wizard played you, dog. Your heart is not kind because a kind heart would go back to Munchkin country save Nimi and make her the empress of Winky country. What the fuck are you doing, man? So every every woman truly desires to be the empress of Winky country. Yeah. yeah. Well, she did love her tin man and his shiny body, and he is the only tin man in all of Oz. So. <laughs> yeah. Tin man just sort of looks at Woot in silence. <laughs> you know, and just like, uh. And then the scarecrow speaks up and is like, yeah, no. Uh, the boy's right, dude. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) After another moment of silence, the Tin Man rises from his throne and declares, Nick Chopper, the Tin Emperor of the Winkies, is a man who never shirks his duty once it is pointed out to him. I obey the bugle call of duty. We're going to get Nimmy back, goddammit. And Woot the Wanderer, you're coming along. (laughs) We're going to save Nimmy. (laughs) This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I'm just imagining Tin Man, Scarecrow, and Woot, like, walking out of the Tin Palace. They're ready to go get this munchkin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love a Black Sabbath drop. So before they head out, Tin Man's got to make sure he's freshly oiled. Scarecrow gets some new fresh straw. And Woot's sort of just looking at Scarecrow, wondering how the fuck he even gets around. Since, like, Scarecrow's made out of straw. When he moves, he doesn't move solidly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He just yeah. wobbles around awkwardly. I like that Woot is from Oz, and he's just like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, off they go on their adventure. And Woot's like, hey, Tin Man, who's going to watch Winky Country while you're gone? Aren't you, like, the king or some shit? <laughs> Tin Man's like, dude. I'm an emperor. It's a vanity title. I do nothing all day. (laughs) The literal only law here is to behave yourself. And you'll notice most of us behave pretty well. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we can get going. (laughs) So off they go, all the while philosophizing about the nature of the quest. Which, (laughs) I I like that Tin Man's like, are you kidding me? I can can go anytime I want. I'm not doing anything. I'm a king. We don't do anything. (laughs) So... Woot points out that, okay, so Tin Man, we're going on this quest, right? But you're, what, are you only doing this out of duty and kindness? Not out of love or anything? That doesn't seem right, you know? Because if she loves you, shouldn't you at least love her back if you're going to devote your life to her? Scarecrow's like, well, maybe it's better to be treated with kindness than to be loved, because you can love someone but be very unkind to them. (laughs) So, I don't know. Meanwhile, Tin Man is just fantasizing how he's going to make Nimi feel better when he sees her. Oh, yes, he thinks. I'll 
I'll have a gown made out of tin designed for her. <laughs> I just love a hundred pound metal evening wear that they have to drag around. <laughs> you know, she's going to get her a dress. Sorry, sweetheart. Um, I mean, yeah. she loves the tin. She does. That's so, so. It, she would probably love to have her own little tin suit so she could pretend to be a tin woman. This whole place fucked. Yeah. So since Winky Country is in the West and Munchkin Country is in the East, they've got a, quite a journey to go on. They've got a couple of options. They go through the middle of Oz and go through Emerald City. Yep. Or go north through Gillikin Country where Woot comes from. <laughs> Woot warns them about the potential dangers they might face if they accidentally go too far north. God forbid they accidentally end up in Oogaboo. 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 Man... It's lazy naming. Yeah. It's, it's the smallest and poorest kingdom in Oz. Mm. Is this racist? It might be. It's at least classist. In the far northwest corner of uh, Winky Country, bordering Gillikin Country, is Oogaboo. Oogaboo. And the, the people there don't really wander far out. The population there is very tiny, only about 89 people. All the men there are named Joe. And their last names refer to what crops grow on the trees and bushes in their property. So there's like Joe Apple, Joe Egg, Joe, Joe Ham, <laughs> Joe Sandwich, Joe Banjo. Excuse me, got banjo trees. Yeah, uh, Joe Clock. They got sandwich trees? They do. And egg trees. Weird. And egg tree. Mm. <laughs> so they, they decide that it's worth the risk of going north because, you know, dangers when they can't be avoided are often kind of interesting. It's true. Yeah. And Scarecrow mocks Woot for being cautious because Woot's like, I don't know. It's kind of dangerous there. And Scarecrow's like, what are you? You call yourself a wanderer, but you have fear in your heart. Woot's like, come on, man. First of all, fear is very practical. Uh. It's good to at least try and avoid danger. I mean, come on. (sighs) I like this kid. Woot's made out of meat, not straw. So his mortality is a little bit more pressing, you know? Yeah. Death in Oz isn't necessarily anything to be feared or obsessed over, but Woot's concept of life is different from the Scarecrow, because Scarecrow was never alive, unlike Tin Man. Right, right. Scarecrow just got, like, the elixir of life and was brought... He was just a a Scarecrow. He's just a fucking Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he has no concept of what it means to, like, be alive or be human. Yeah. Unlike Tin Man and unlike Woot. And Scarecrow also has this weird superiority complex... Over the fact that, like, he was never a human and never had, like, a meat body. (laughs) He's, like, very superior about it. Um, So they travel north all day. Traveling through the friendly Gillikin country, la la la, it's all nice, but goddammit, it's nighttime and this stupid little meat man needs to rest. So I guess we gotta stop. Because, you know, if it weren't for Woot, Tin Man and Scarecrow could just keep traveling through the night. They could walk forever. Yeah. But instead... They have to stop and allow Woot to rest. And Scarecrow, little jerk that he is, says this to Woot. Meat tires after a day's travel. Strong tin never tire. Looks like we are somewhat superior to people made by common means. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that then Your becomes... Your straw dog. Yeah. That becomes the entire topic of the next day of travel. <laughs> like, they wake up and Woot has to eat. And again, Scarecrow's got something to say about how great it is to not have to eat. You know, oh, it's so convenient. I never get tummy aches. So they're traveling, entertaining one another with stories of people they've met, adventures they've had. Scarecrow's reciting poems that the others unfortunately have to listen to since they're traveling together. He recites one about how awesome it is to be made of hay. 
and how how great it is to crunkle wherever he goes. <laughs> like, dude, we get it. I think he's love being a scarecrow. He's overcompensating. Yeah. Do you want to read some of the poem? To cut me don't hurt, for I've no blood to squirt, and therefore I can suffer no pain. The straw that I use doesn't lump up a bruise, though it's pounded again and again. Yep. It's <laughs> like fucking stab me, I can take it. <laughs> this fucking this place is obnoxious. Yeah. So we travel onward. I was not aware of the whiz. The whiz? Like at all. Yeah. Wild. I like that just as like a little bumper for traveling, you know, we're easing on down the road. Michael Jackson is in it. So is Diana Ross. Hell yeah. Plays Dorothy. So yeah, our heroes are uh, traveling east through rolling lands, which is a succession of hills and valleys with constant climbs and descents only to be greeted by absolutely fucking nothing on the other side. Just another big hill you have to walk up over and over and over again until at last they see an enormous purple castle in a valley. None of them had ever heard of a castle being over here in this direction. They wondered like, maybe this place is abandoned. You know, we got this little meat boy. Let's see if maybe there's anything to eat in there. Maybe we can sleep there for the night. They go towards the castle, make their way to the door. This door is far larger than any door any of them had ever seen. It's like, you know, incredibly tall. And above it, the words, Yoop Castle. Now, that's ridiculous. But is this so? Kind of seems like the rolling hills, just like a metaphor for, or metaphor, allegories, stand in, whatever the fuck, for, you know, Kansas or the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And would Yoop Castle be a metaphor for uh, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan? The Yoopers? <laughs> Yoop. Like, and the, the large door, that be like Lake Michigan? Right. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I I know that the Oz books are stuffed with fucking Mm -hmm. allegory. It's true. Yeah. Well, the castle, it ends up belonging to this very attractive giant named Mrs. Yoop, whose husband was this other giant, Mr. Yoop, who's now imprisoned for acts of cannibalism. And Mrs. Yoop, frankly, she doesn't mind that her husband is locked (laughs) away because he would, like, kick her in the shins a lot. Wasn't very nice to her. (laughs) What? Yeah. So good fucking riddance. She's in the castle alone. And Mrs. Yoop is a yukuhu. A yukuhu. A yukuhu. Yukuhu. I don't know how to say Yukuhu. It's just funny. Yeah. She's a very powerful and dangerous kind of witch. The yukuhu specialize in transformations. Like they can change things into other things. Oh. That's her type of magic. I'd give him, change the cart. Yeah. Give him the, the loving heart. Right. So um, she's like, excuse me, the fuck you doing in my castle? And they're like, oh, sorry, we were just looking for a place for this little meat boy to sleep. We thought nobody was home. Or did you save it? Mrs. Yoop's like, listen, kiddos, it's pretty rude of you to stumble in here unannounced. But I've been kind of lonely. The last person to wander in was Polychrome, the powerful fairy. But I turned her into a canary, expecting her to be able to sing and talk like birds do. But she just refuses to speak. So she's in a cage in my bedroom and I'm lonely and I want friends. And now you guys are here. So this is kind of cool. It kind of works out. 
So they're mortified. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Polychrome is like a really powerful fairy. Um, the fact that Mrs. Yoop turned her into a bird, like what what could she do to them? Anything <laughs> she damn well pleases, it turns out. Uh, she's going to transform them so that if anyone ever comes looking for them, they won't even know who they're looking at, you know? So if someone comes to the castle and says, we're looking for Tin Man, they won't even know that that's Tin Man. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So she uh, turns the Tin Man into an owl, but forgets to specify that he be made of meat. So he's a tin owl with super noisy, clattering metal wings, you know? And at at this point, (laughs) Scarecrow tries to speak up. He's like, I find this very impolite. It may even be called rude, considering we're your guests. (laughs) Fucking Scarecrow. (laughs) This is very rude. Too bad. You're a teddy bear now. Oh, no. You're a little tiny teddy bear stuffed with straw that wobbles around on four legs, which is really upsetting to Scarecrow because the poor little Scarecrow teddy bear feels very undignified walking on four legs. He doesn't like wobbling around clumsily. Mm, He likes to crunkle. Yes, he's crunkling around. And then Woot, Woot gets turned into a green monkey. This yeah. is horrifying. Yeah, so we got a tin owl, straw, teddy bear, uh, green monkey. <laughs> and after the transformations are complete, Mrs. Yoop goes outside for her 16 laps around the castle. It's her daily exercise regimen. She mm. pops in her podcast. Does yeah, it. yeah. And she leaves them with Polychrome, the fairy turned yellow canary, to get to know one another. So who is Polychrome? Well, she's one of the daughters of the rainbow, a race of colorful sky fairies who are offspring of the spirit that controls rainbows on Earth and just, you know, in our earthly dimension. Yeah. She's not actually from Oz. She's basically just a nature spirit. And she looks like a pretty girl, but she's actually a thousand years old. And she exists in our universe, but due to her magical nature, she's invisible everywhere except the dimension that Oz is in. Okay. So, like, Polychrome is from our world. Yeah. can only be seen in Oz. Okay. But okay. she's here. She's one of the daughters of the rainbow. She's a nature spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I got it, I think. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, Polychrome lets her friends know, like, hey, I've been observing shit for a while. Um, by the way, I can talk. I've just been pretending not to be able to. Yeah. really talk. Um, if you can get your hands on Mrs. Yoop's magic apron, that's the only object that can open doors and windows in the castle. She, you know, wears it and says, open, close. And that's how she opens stuff up. So basically it functions as a key. She takes it off every night and hangs it in her bedroom. So we're going to come up with a little plan. Woot's going to gain the favor of Mrs. Yoop by acting really cute, hanging out on her shoulder, being all cutesy monkey, helping her out with her sewing. Mrs. Yoop kind of likes this, too, because she's stopping every now and then to give him a little scritch. Yeah, patting his little monkey head. And after they all have dinner, she um she does an awful fiddle performance that everyone hates. Yeah. Jesus. Thank God that's over. Yeah. Yeah, so she's about to go to bed now after her little fiddle performance, but um, yeah, oops, she forgot her fiddle on the table, so she turns back around to get it, and this provides Woot just the perfect opportunity to slip into her bedroom unseen where he can hide and then steal the apron, and oh, he gets it, and they're off, and but they're all still in their little fucked up form, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. sure, they've escaped, but like, what the... 
Now what? We've got a clumsy little teddy bear, a tin owl, and a green monkey carrying a little cage containing a yellow canary. But, you know, they're off. Yeah. And now they have the apron. Mrs. Yoop is trapped in her bedroom until she comes up with a solution, which she will because she's a very powerful witch. Right, right. So, um, yeah, they're strolling through the forest feeling all badass now. <laughs> I'm just imagining the... <laughs> Yeah, they're rolling out. Yeah. But wait, the Tin Man is wait. It's like, hold up, I'm a fucking owl. Come <laughs> to think of it, we don't, why are we even traveling anymore? Do you really think Nimi's gonna marry me like this? You can't reasonably expect a woman to marry a Tin Owl. Sure, you can't read now. Yeah. yeah. So now they're just like, okay, um, they kind of burst their bubble, like they're all so excited and so proud of themselves, and now they're like, shit. We miss our old forms. You know, Woot's yeah. crying about being a monkey. Yeah. Scarecrow Teddy Bear is trying to comfort him like, no, hey, cheer up. I think your color's rather pretty. I've never seen a pea green monkey before. You're, you're gorgeous. Pea green monkey. <laughs> yeah. Polychrome, you know, the super magical fairy. They consult her fairy wisdom. Please, Polly, is there any way to get out of this. Will we ever return to our old forms again? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if they go south to Quadling country, they could get Glinda the Good Witch to change them back. Because after all, she is the most powerful sorceress in all the world. You know, mm. Glinda the Good Witch. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a, a Glinda doll. Oh, like shit. a Barbie of Glinda, I remember. And I could raise her arm and she would like say the little sayings that just brought that memory back to me huh. i forgot about that doll uh, <laughs> yeah so shit i guess that's gonna be a detour from going to munchkin country now we gotta fucking go south to quadling country jesus christ so they're traveling steadily through the woods the hues are now changing from purple to blue as they're passing from gillikin country into munchkin country Heading south to Quadling, going straight past their fucking destination. Uh, Scarecrow remembers they're near the home of his friend Ginger. Mm. Who is Ginger? Scarecrow explains. <laughs> She's a fine girl, although a bit restless and liable to get excited. Once, a long time ago, she raised an army of girls and called herself General Ginger. With her army, she captured the Emerald City and drove me out of it because I insisted that an army in Oz was highly improper. But Ozma punished the rash girl and afterward... Ginger and I became fast friends. Now Ginger lives peacefully on a farm near here and raises fields of cream puffs, chocolate caramels, and macaroons. They say she's a pretty good farmer, and in addition to that, she's an artist. Paints pictures so perfect that one can scarcely tell them from nature. She often repaints my face for me when it gets worn and muzzy. The lovely expression I wore when the giantess transformed me into this wretched bear was painted by Ginger only a month or so ago. What? Yeah, so Ginger was this girl who decided, um, since you can't hit girls, she's gonna start an army of girls. <laughs> Because you can't fight back. And then she learned that that was very naughty and now she's just a farmer. That was not nice, Ginger. You can't do that. <laughs> she's got her own whole song it's, in one of the books. Every part of this is a song. This is, that's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. So they're on their journey through Munchkin Country's grassy lanes and paths of blue ground to go meet up with Ginger and say, hey. It's like, guys, don't you you're really taking your fucking time dragging your feet 
Then they turn a corner on the path only to find a very curious figure blocking the way. Would you please describe the figure? It had the head of a young man, evidently a munchkin, with a pleasant face and hair neatly combed. But the body was very long, for it had twenty legs, ten legs on each side, and this caused the body to stretch out and lie in a horizontal position, so that all the legs could touch the ground and stand firm. From the shoulders extended two small arms, at least they seemed small beside so many legs. This odd creature was dressed in the regulation clothing of the munchkin people, a dark blue coat neatly fitting the long body and each pair of legs having a pair of sky blue trousers, with blue tinted stockings and blue leather shoes turned up at the pointed toes. Yeah, so it's a 20-legged munchkin who lives in a hollowed out log. What the fuck? His name's Tommy Quickstep. <laughs> if you would, please look up a picture of Tommy Quickstep. Tommy Quickstep! He's got caterpillar legs. Like, they go out behind him like he's some sort of, like, centipede. But then he's, you know, he's got an upper half. So he just looks like a big caterpillar. Tommy fucking Quickstep? That'd be... Where's a pig? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck Little is wrong Tommy with Quickstep. this bomb character? Yeah. What the hell, man? Tommy Quickstep didn't always have 20 legs. No, you don't say. He was a very helpful boy. He was called Tommy Quickstep because he helped everybody with their errands and would run errands for people and he would do it so fast. So one old lady requested that Tommy run an errand for her and granted him a wish in exchange for the errand. But foolishly, while on the errand, he got tired and absentmindedly wished that he had more legs. Ah, Jesus. At first, they helped him get places faster, but then he traveled so much looking for the old lady that he got toe corns. He describes his toe corns in detail. Jeez. And then talks about how he now has to painfully crawl everywhere. That's why he's just standing in the path. He can barely even fucking move it. And, he, <laughs> and he's just all covered in corns and his toes are all tired. Polychrome uses her magic to remove his extra legs, which is very nice of her. Even though she's in bird form, she can still do some magic. Can't uh, change them back, though. No. 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 She also removes the corns on his remaining two feet, mm. so that's very nice. And that's the last they or anyone ever sees of Tommy Quickstep. So just... Like, I understand why this whole Oz shit got wrapped up in the MK Ultra lore, the fucking... It's insane. It's, it is insane. It's truly insane. I also, uh, you know, every time that you have one of these monkey paws situations, you know? Yeah. Yeah, oh, you wish for the thing and it backfires. It never seems like they're making good wishes. Seems like people are pretty cavalier with their fucking wishes. Truly. Just. More legs. Play it safe. Wish for a billion dollars. Yeah. Any situation. It'll help you out. It's true. Yeah. So after their encounter with Tommy Quickstep. They arrive at Ginger's ranch. Woot feasts on some of her freshly grown cream puffs before they enter. They're hoping that Ginger can help direct them on their way to Glinda's castle and maybe at the very least provide a place to rest. I don't know. So they enter the home of Ginger to wait for her. It's kind of weird of you guys, you know, just going to enter someone's house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tin Man's not enjoying himself. All our troubles arose from my foolish resolve to seek Nimi Ami and make her empress of the Wankies. And while I wish to reproach no one, I must say that it was Wood the Wanderer who put the notion into my head. Yes. Oh, that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, this is all, it's all your fault. He's got a notion. Yeah. That axe is feeling... <laughs> my axe thirsts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Tin Man is unhappy, Polychrome points out 
well, everything worked out pretty good for me. Otherwise, I'd still be trapped in the castle. So, you know, that's pretty good. Glad you guys came along for that reason. Tin Man's like, you know what? You're right. That is good. I'm, I'm glad for this. This, this has been pretty fun. Uh, all of a sudden, Ginger bursts through the door. Obviously, she doesn't recognize any of them. Right. She doesn't recognize Scarecrow, her friend, because he's a little teddy bear. So she starts using a broomstick to beat them and shoo them. And <laughs> finally, Scarecrow manages to convince her that it's him and then introduces his other friends. And they tell Ginger all about Mrs. Yoop and her yuku magic and how they're all trapped in the wrong forms and blah, blah, blah. They catch Ginger up on the whole story. Yeah. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. What the hell is Dorothy up to this whole time? She just in Kansas chilling? No. Oh. All right. We haven't done any Patreon shoutouts in a, in a minute. So we got a bunch to do. So you want to go back and forth? Just one to one or you want to do a chunk? I'll do a chunk. One to one. All right. Babe Lincoln. Jeff Demers. Christina Simon. Who's asking? Dinky Crow. Jay Bookhouse. Super Cooperum. Nice. I was going to struggle with that one. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> Yule Aramchek. Turbomancer. Anthony Doyle. St. Germain. Yeah. Matthew Forgy. <laughs> Apotelismatic. I was going to go with Apotel. Apotelismatic. Yeah. Racist Teacup. Jason Zachman. Crash Baby. Bryant Hawkins. Alec Johnson. Shane. R.L. Stitch. Nikki Marburger. Thank you guys so much. Uh, sorry if we fucked up your name. That's what you get. That's what you pay for. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It means a lot. Thank you so much. And now, back to the show. So now we're back over at Emerald City. We're, we're checking in on Dorothy and Ozma, a character we don't hear fuck all about in The Wizard of Oz, even though she's literally the highest authority in all the lands. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We're over at Ozma's magnificent palace in Emerald City. Um, there's a lot of random witches and rulers who have taken authority of various locales in Oz, like this county is mine. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Ozma is head bitch. Mm. As for the history of Oz, I want to tell a little bit more about that. Sequoia, why don't you take it away? Oz was not always a fairyland. Once it was much like other lands, except it was shut in by a dreadful desert of sandy wastes that lay all around it, preventing its people from contact with the rest of the world. Seeing this isolation, the fairy band of Queen Lurleen passed over Oz while on a journey, enchanted the country, and so made it a fairyland. Queen Lurleen left one of her fairies to rule this enchanted land of Oz, then passed on and forgot all about it. Hmm. Yeah, so Queen Lurleen, it's... Uh, I, what does that mean? It was shut in by a dreadful desert of sandy waste all around it. So it's like an oasis, right? Yeah, in but a, like covered in sand. Like So this fairy comes by and like brushes the sand. Well, no, it's it's not covered in sand. It, seem, it sounds oh, like... Oh, like all around it, surrounded. Yeah, like a moat. Like there's nothing around it forever. Yeah, it's just sand. Yeah. But apparently like earth. It's like, like a place so she just comes over and just like meh i'm gonna fuck that up with weird fairy magic fairy magic yeah and then drops ozma down yeah from that moment no one in oz ever died 
Those who are old remained old. Those who were, yeah, so there were people living there. Yeah. It just comes over and fucks it up with weird mason magic and- Okay, so it was just, it was a place, yeah, it says it was much like other lands. Yeah. Except isolated. These fairies are terrorists. Yeah. From that moment, no one in Oz ever died. Those who were old remained old. Those who were young and strong did not change as years passed them by. The children remained children always and played and romped to their heart's content. While all the babies lived in their cradles and were tenderly cared for and never grew up. That's fucked. So people in Oz stopped counting how old they were in years, for years made no difference in their appearance and could not alter their station. They did not get sick, so there were no doctors among them. Accidents might happen to some on rare occasions, it is true, and while no one could die naturally as other people do, it was possible that one might be totally destroyed. Such incidents, however, were very unusual, and so seldom was there anything to worry over that the Oz people were as happy and contented as can be. Another strange thing about this fairyland of Oz was that whoever managed to enter it from the outside world came under the magic spell of the place and did not change in appearance as long as they lived there. So Dorothy, who now lived with Ozma, seemed just the same sweet little girl she had been when she first came to this delightful fairyland. Yeah, so I guess Dorothy's just living there now. Just living with Ozma, she'll live yeah. forever. They're both just little girl besties. Well, it's hard to get out of fairyland. Yeah. Yeah. So Ozma, Dorothy, they're hanging out together all the time. One of the cool things that Ozma has in her palace is the magic picture. So you stand in front of it and you ask to see what any person is doing and it'll conjure up a moving picture to show you. Don't ever do that to me if you have a magic picture. You don't want to see what I'm up to. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> you don't want to. I don't. A, you know? I don't have one anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody does. The government does. I was just saying like... Magic picture technology is real. It's like 1904? Yeah. What the fuck? That's... Conjure up a moving picture. That's wild. So Dorothy decides to go and look at the magic picture and see what Tin Man is up to. Basically, she's been little Miss Voyeur throughout their entire adventure. She's seen the whole shit from start to finish. Woot go into the Tin Palace to introduce himself. Uh, at one point, they meet these people in Loonville, including one guy named Pantaloon. That's a giant balloon that they deflate. <laughs> okay. She sees them talking to Pantaloon. She sees them with Mrs. Yoop, them getting transformed into animals. Dorothy's like, uh, Ozma, shouldn't you like help them or something? Since you're supreme authority, Ozma's been preparing to help them. She's been studying the situation for days. Now that they're at Ginger's Ranch, which is relatively nearby, she's like, all right, let's get the show on the road. Her and Dorothy hop into their little red wagon, and they have Sawhorse pull them on over. Mm. Sawhorse is a horse made out of wood. Mm. Good. Yeah. So finally, they're going to go save the adventurers and get them back into their original forms. I love how the plan just keeps changing. Yeah. Yep. Back at the ranch. My, Ginger's oh. Candy Ranch. Oz Ginger's Candy Ranch. Ginger's Candy Ranch. Ozma's able to change all of them back except for Woot. Come on. Because for some reason, his form of enchantment is impossible to break. You can go from Tin Man to Tin Owl and back. You could be a straw man or a straw bear. Strawberry. No problems there. But a man cannot turn into a green monkey and go back to being a man again unless he transfers or exchanges his form with someone else what? for some reason. Because the green monkey curse is too powerful. It's something specifically about being a green monkey. I don't know. <laughs> I don't buy it. Yeah. So they suggest maybe he should exchange forms with Toto 
Like, maybe you'd rather be a little dog and then Toto could be a green monkey. That's farther from human. Yeah. And then Toto speaks up <laughs> with a reproachful growl and is like, keep me the fuck out of this. I would become a green monkey if you paid me to. Okay. The dog. <laughs> I love Toto speaking. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and Woot doesn't want to be a dog anyway, so that's out of the question. Well, what about transferring the form of the green monkey form to Toto against his will? Like, sorry, doggy, you're just going to become a green monkey. Um, no, Toto doesn't want that. And Dorothy doesn't want that either. Dorothy's like, I like my little dog. I don't want to have a yeah. green monkey for a pet. No offense, Woot. You know, your form is nice, but I prefer Toto. And also, Woot wouldn't put him through that. He would never inflict, you know, the wrong form upon someone else because he knows what it means to be trapped in the wrong body. He's the only sane person here. Doesn't feel good. Yeah, Woot, Woot is yeah. the sane. So they decide that the only ethical thing to do is to transfer his green monkeyhood to someone evil, someone mm. like Mrs. Yoop. Mm. Because after all, it would only be fair to make her endure the suffering of being transformed into something you don't want to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what they do. And voila, Woot is restored to his normal form once more. So it just works. Yeah, we're just going to skip over that part, yep. blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. <laughs> so he's a human again. And um, now that Woot is a human and not a monkey, yeah. Ozma, who's also, you know, a girl, she's like, hmm, hey, baby, you can visit me at my palace anytime you want. Just so you know, you can meet my other boy toys, uh, Oho and Button Bright. You know, <laughs> one of mama's boy toys. You know where to find me. Woot's like, uh, cool. So anyway, Tin Man, are we still going to see Nimmy Ammy or what? What the fuck is going on with that? Are we still doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that Ozma's got boy toys, though. Yeah. Oho and Button Bright. Jesus Christ. So Tin Man's like, oh, shit. Yeah, we should probably go do that. And we're already in Munchkin country right now. Nimmy's not even that far. So Tin Man takes them on a tour of the forest. Here's... You know, here's where my leg fell off. Here's where I cut off my head. <laughs> um, they go to the spot where Dorothy and Scarecrow first met the Tin Man. And Tin Man decides he's going to take them over to Ku Clip's place, the very man responsible for his beautiful, shiny body. Like, you got to meet this man. Look at his craftsmanship is amazing. Scarecrow says some shit about how if they want to meet a real artist, they should talk to the farmer who made him. But sure, whatever, we can visit Ku Clip. Right. Fine. <laughs> now the name Ku Clip. Yeah. It's a K-U-K-L-I-P. Interesting name. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. I got some ideas. So. I mean, it's, it's the Ku Klip Klan. <laughs> yes. You know? So something happens on the way to see Ku Klip. Um, something crazy happens. Okay. They run into an exact duplicate of the Tin Man. Except instead of an axe, he's got a sword. And he's rusted over just like the Tin Man was when Dorothy first found him. So he's a tin soldier. Mm. You know, but he looks just like the Tin Man. They just have different, you know, yeah. weapons. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to oil him up. And they're pretty amazed at the sight of this tin soldier who tells them that, you know, he was a soldier, but he's been a prisoner of Mr. Rust for so long, he barely remembers who he is anymore. Mr. Rust isn't a character or anything. It's just a turn of phrase. He's just referring to the Rust? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Tin Soldier reveals himself to be Captain Fighter and tells our adventurers a tragic tale of how he came to be. 
I was in love with a beautiful munchkin girl who lived with a wicked witch. The witch did not wish me to marry the girl, so she enchanted my sword, which began hacking me to pieces. When I lost my legs, I went to the tinsmith, Kuklip, and he made me some tin legs. It was the same way with my body until finally I was all tin. But I was not unhappy, for Kuklip did a good job for me, having had experience in making another tin man before me. Uh, hold up. Wait a second. What was the name of the munchkin girl you were in love with? It, it wasn't Nimmy, was it? Jesus. It, it was. Jesus. It was. Captain Fighter met Nimmy while she was grieving over the loss of her former sweetheart. A fellow named Nick Chopper. And <laughs> that's when Tin Man's like, oh my god, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about me. And at first, Nimmy's not really into Captain Fighter because he's meat. And she loved the Tin Man. His tin body appealed to her artistic instincts more than an ordinary meat man. But Tin Man's missing. So Captain Fighter sticks around because he's like, yeah, you know what? I think if I keep hanging around, she's going to eventually fall for me. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. Um, Yeah, helps her through the breakup process. And he's waiting in the wings. He's he's ready and willing to be a rebound. Hey, we all. Um, <laughs> Captain Fighter and Nimi do end up falling in love, which means, yeah, he's cursed into becoming a Tin Man, blah, 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 which only makes her love him more because now he looks just like Nick Chopper, her former love, and reminds her of him. And they're going to get married. And of course, Captain Fighter lost his meat heart, too, because he's a tin man. Right, right. But uh, he knows his tin heart can't love, but he's an honest man. And he really didn't want to disappoint Nimi because, like, at this point, if he fucks off, she's been stood up by two tin men. Yeah. And she loves the tin men. She loves the tin. He can't do that to her. But on the day of the wedding, it rains. <laughs> no. Gets all rusted up, trapped, unable to move, stands her up. Poor Nimmy. Can't believe it. <laughs> Scarecrip is like, yo, that's crazy. Like, why did Kuklip make you guys identical? That was pretty wrong of him. Also, it's pretty crazy how you fell in love with the same girl and now you guys are twins. <laughs> it's pretty fucking crazy. So, Captain Fighter and Nick Chopper. Tin Man, Tin Soldier, they need to have an honest talk. Yeah. Because now they're both, you know, Tin Man's got his form back. Fighter's been freed from his rust prison. And they have the desire to marry the same girl. Or they at least feel the obligation. They, yes. So what are they going to do? Well, they basically agreed the best thing to do is just let her choose. Yeah. That's the most fair thing to do. And they end up being like bros because after all, they have the same exact body and they both love being made out of tin. <laughs> like they love their shiny bodies, even though what it all it takes is one thunderstorm and you're fucked. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't seem that great. You know, it's not that durable. <laughs> no one can die here anyway, so fuck it. Yeah. Think about how crazy that must be, though, for, I don't know, both of these characters. I mean, I guess Captain Fighter knew that another tin man existed. Yeah. But Tin Man thought he was the one and only. Yeah. And now he's like, oh shit, I'm not. Yeah, and also, yeah. he's after my girl. Yeah. So. He looks just like me now. Yeah. That's. Mm. He looks just like me, but he's not me. So they head to Nimi's place where the witch lived and ah shit, it's abandoned. Covered in dust. Doors off the hinges. Looks like shit. Nobody's lived there for a while. Where'd she go? Where'd the witch go? Oh, great. Okay. These are good questions to ask Kuklip. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Let's go back to Kuklip's. <laughs> so, so they go over to Kuklip's place on the edge of the forest, just let themselves in like they're prone to doing. And then they're like, hmm, this is a little weird. Maybe we shouldn't wait in his house while he's not here. <laughs> like, 
Scarecrow brings it up. He's like, guys, this is a little impolite. Um, yeah, it's just, Bomb needed a fucking editor, man. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so they're just about to go back outside when Tin Man notices a cupboard full of body parts. <laughs> it's like, well, that's interesting. So fucking... He opens it's one of the doors. Horrifying. The yeah. Okay. To reveal a head. Oh, no. They start talking to each other. Do you want oh. to be Tin Man? Dear me. Seems as if, I've, as if I've met you somewhere before. Good morning, sir. You have the advantage, then. I've never seen you before in my life. Still, your face is very familiar. Pardon me. May I ask, um, did you ever have a body? Yes, at one time, but that was so long ago, I don't even remember it. What'd you think? I was born a head without a body? I was born Nick Chopper. I was a woodsman. Cut down trees for a living. Goodness gracious. If you're Nick Chopper's head, then you are me, or I'm you, or, or, or what relation are we anyhow? Don't ask me. For my part, I'm not anxious to claim relationship with any common manufactured article like you. You may be all right in your class, but your class isn't my class. You're tin. They stare at each other for a second. I must admit that I wasn't at all bad looking before I became tin. You're almost handsome for me. If your hair was combed, you'd be quite attractive. And how do you expect me to comb my hair without hands? Old Kuklip never combs it for me. Well, I'll speak to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do you remember loving a pretty munchkin girl named Nimmy Amy? That's a foolish question. The heart in my body, when I had a body, might have loved someone for all I know, but a head isn't made to love. It's made to think. I used to think. Don't ask me what about. Shut up. Do you, do you know what happiness is? I haven't the faintest idea whether it's round or square or black or white or what it is, and if you pardon my lack of interest in it, I will say that I don't care. <laughs> Great. So Scarecrow's like, all right, you two, let's kiss and say goodbye. <laughs> Get going. The head is just super pissed off. Yeah. It, it's been enjoying cupboard life and did not want to be disturbed. Like, listen, I've been staring at the inside of this cupboard. I'm, I'm peaceful. You guys just barged on in here. Reminded me of all this shit that I had already forgotten about. Thanks a whole fucking lot. By the way, I'm the real Nick Chopper. Yeah. I don't know what you are. I don't know what he is either. For a second, Captain Fighter, Tin Soldier, wonders whether or not he wants to try and find his old head and talk to it. But then he thinks <laughs> nah. better. Of it. Like after seeing the other interaction, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's best we don't talk. Yeah. Um. <laughs> finally, Kuklip arrives and is like, oh. Hey guys, you you looking for Nimmy? She's in Mount Munch. Here's what Kuklip tells them about. She wept bitterly when the tin soldier did not come to marry her, as he had promised to do. The old witch was so provoked at the girl's tears that she beat Nimmy Amy with her crooked stick and then hobbled away to gather some magic herbs, with which she intended to transform the, the girl into an old hag, so that no one would again love her or care to marry her. It was while she was away on, an, on this errand that Dorothy's house fell on the Wicked Witch, and she turned to dust and blew away. When I heard this good news, I sent Nimmy Amy to find the silver shoes which the witch had worn, but Dorothy had taken them with her to the Emerald City. After that, Nimmy Amy decided to go away from the forest and live with some people she was acquainted with, who had a house on Mount Munch. I have never seen the girl since. Got it. <laughs> okay, she's at Mount Munch. Thank you. They inquire about um, their other body parts. Like, mm. Where are they? What happened to them? Kuklip has a confession to make. He's like, uh, mm, I might have used some magic glue to make a mashem up of your different body parts that could be my servant. Please don't be mad. I named it Chopfit. Get it? It's a mix up of 
chopper and fighter. Yeah. Chop fit. Bro. Are you fucking serious? Jesus. You took our body parts? You made a fucking- And made a mashup? A goddamn flesh golem? What, what the fuck? What is it? Is So is it me? I'm just walking- Okay. Apparently Chop Fit sucked at being a servant because, you know, meat people have to be fed so many times a day, which is a huge inconvenience. Chop Fit was eating so much that Kuklip just started to starve. <laughs> So, like, Choppy wanted to wander out into the world. Kuklip was like, okay, good riddance. So, Tin Man is pissed off. So is Tin Soldier. They're like, so where is this thing? My parts are just out there walking around. What the fuck, dude? Like, there's just someone out there wearing my parts? Jesus. That ain't cool. No. Where is this thing? Uh, whatever. We have a Munch Mountain to go to. We got a Munchkin and Mary. Jesus Christ. So there's some more adventures in the interim. I'm sure. They meet Mrs. Squalina Swine, who's the wife of Professor Grunter Swine. They're from the island of Teenty Weent, where everything is small. Jesus. <laughs> piggy visit. And f- fucking finally, they arrive at Mount Munch. They arrive at Nimmy's cottage. Yeah. Oh my fucking God, we're here. Yeah. And she has no idea who the fuck they are. What? <laughs> brutal. She shrugs and she- even sweethearts are forgotten after a time, but you and your friends are welcome to come in. She's pretending. She's totally pretending just because she's hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. So they go into her cozy little place. There's someone else there. Someone's there lazily reclined on a chair, just scowling at them. This cold, indifferent stare. Oh, no. It's motherfucking Chopfit. No. Chopfit is in Nimi's cottage. And neither Tin Man or Tin Soldier take this very well. They start calling them all I mean. of names. You, you vile imposter, you mix-up, you nobody, scoundrel, thief. That thing is wearing my head, cries Captain Fighter. Nimi has to break it up. You can't talk to my husband like that. My God. Yeah. She's happy with Chopfit. That's all there is to it. After all, you know, Chopfit, I guess Kuklip misplaced some of the arms, so Chopfit oh. had to be given one tin arm. So, like... How many arms does he have? Well, conceivably, he should have had four arms to yeah. from, So, I don't know what he did with the other three. Yeah. So, um, Chopfit only has one human arm. I don't know if it belongs to Nick or Captain Fighter. The world may never know. But he's got the one tin arm, and he's got Captain Fighter's head, and he's got Nick Chopper's penis. So, like, Nimi Ami, she has everything she could ever desire. And he's got the, the, the tin, too. Yeah. Everything. So, so, of course she fell in love with him. He's an amalgamation of the other two men that she had loved. Yeah. It's the best of all worlds. But he's also his entirely his own person because he does not like Tin Man or Tin Soldier. Like, they they don't really like each other at all. They offer to chop him up. They're like, hey, Nimi, if you want us to just, like, get rid of him, you know, we can take his parts back apart, you know? Yeah. But then... That's the interesting thing. So, things cannot die in Oz. They can only be transformed. Yeah. Or they can only, like, they continue to endure. So, it's so interesting that these parts, the head is still there, just, like, sitting in the cabinet. Yeah. But now that Captain Fighter's head has been attached to all these other parts, Chopfit is now his own thing. Like, Chopfit is not Captain Fighter. He doesn't have Captain Fighter's identity, even though he has his head. He is Chopfit. So yeah, Nimi's very defensive of Chopfit. She's like, you know what? 
You basically threw him away when you became Tin. You didn't even care about your body parts. You had no use for them. You just threw him away in the trash. So don't come in here acting like you have any claim to him because you didn't care about your body parts to begin with. So if you guys just want to go back to your homes and forget about me, let's do that because I've already forgotten about you. And uh, ultimately, they decide they're kind of happy about this. You know, they decide, <laughs> let us be willing to donate our cast off members to ensure the happiness of Nimi and be thankful it is not our fate to hoe cabbages and draw water and be chided in the place of this creature Chopfit. So they're like, you know what? Good riddance. She wasn't going to be a good wife anyway. <laughs> let Chopfit deal with it. And then they go off, they go home, and that's it. And there's like 30 other books. And that's it. That's that's fucking it. That's insane. Fucking Chopfit. Chopfit's the best character. He's a flesh golem. He is. He's so rude, too. <sighs> Dude, that's fuck. Hmm. I don't blame him, though. Imagine being Chopfit. Imagine being in Oz. Yeah. Any of this. I so, love it. It's horrifying it's like it's horrifying yeah it scares the shit out of me it's like played darkly this would be such a good mini series like the tin yeah dude you know yeah i mean any of the oz shit like they tried to do that with the the that second wizard of oz movie they made Uh uh-huh that no one i saw once and it was weird and dark i forgot when it was made oh return to oz return to oz yeah 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 yeah. like (sighs) I don't know, it's, just, it's like super unfucking comfortable. Like I said, it's the, it's body heart, right? Like it is, and yet they're also happy about it. Yeah, because they're like, you know what? Mortality is scary. Having flesh is a lot of responsibility. It's nicer to just not have to deal with it. And like in an ideal world, in a magical fairyland world, it might be nice if you lived forever to not have to deal with, you know. But they don't get old. You got to feed yourself. I don't want to be 10. No one wants to be fucking Yeah. I don't want to be 10. I wonder, like, does Woot age? Or is he just Woot the boy forever? Do do, do things age in Oz? I don't don't think think so. I was thinking about that. That's probably why Dorothy was hanging out there. She can hang out with Toto forever. Oh, yeah. You know? Who wouldn't want to hang out there? I don't. I want nothing to do with Oz. Yeah. That place is fucked up, dude. You just wander around. You meet some fucking... Munchkin with twenty legs, it's painfully crawling, yeah. covered in corns. Yeah, please, I'm suffering. That's so fucked up. Yeah, how long was Tommy Quickstep suffering like that too? Who God. knows? I want to know, Tommy. Somebody out there, make fan fiction for Tommy Quickstep. Does he show up in any of the other books? I, I don't think so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me make sure, because I'm curious. Uh, he does return in one tale. Uh, called Tommy Quickstep and the Magpie from the book Lost Tales of Oz. But other than that, yeah, no. Huh. It's, it's just, they, yeah. That's what he gets for being fucking helpful, too. That's what he gets for running other people's errands. He gets cursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out for yourself. No one else. No one else is going to look out for you. Take care of number one. Yeah. It's fucking, I mean, and like, what, what does all this shit say about the soul, right? Yeah. Like, that's odd. I mean, clearly there are parts of of Captain Fighter and Nick Chopper within Chopfit because Chopfit fell in love with Nimi, and you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just very, it's so interesting to think about the dynamics at play there. Yeah, it's like 
I don't know. It's a it's a goddamn mindfuck, and it's very strange that this was written in like the 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 aughts, the nineteen aughts. Yeah. Like the Tin Woodsman was done in nineteen eighteen. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the twelfth book in the series. Oh, the Tin Woodsman was nineteen eighteen. Okay, well that changes things a bit. I mean, that's in the middle of World War One, mm-hmm. right? Like, kind of explains a bit of the bit of the horror there. That's very interesting. I don't like. I'm and like the idea of being outraged at the idea. Like my parts are just out there without me, like just wandering around representing me in a way that I might not see fit, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean... Like, and then the horror of being the head of Nicholas Chopper in the cupboard that that's totally even forgotten who he is and doesn't even remember anything about Nimi. Yeah. What's weird is that it's almost like... In some ways, it's implied that, like, the tin versions are the, like, actual. Yeah. You know? Except for maybe Chop Fit, but... Well, they're like their own whole new things now. Like the Tin Man is almost a separate entity from Nick Chopper, but right. it contains he contains all of Nick Chopper's memories. Like he remembers that life, but he can't access it the same way that he could when he was in the other form. Right, right. I didn't... Also, it is horrifying. The idea of being transformed into something against your will. Horrifying. I hate it. Absolutely horrible. I fucking hate it. It's also like I was thinking about like... I mean, L. Frank Baum, famously a Mason, is fam- right? Like that's mm-hmm. and it's the Oz series is famously packed full of Masonic shit, right? And I'm thinking of like, and I don't, I don't actually, I don't know that much about esoteric Mason masonry. What a fucking sentence to say! <laughs> what a fucking sentence just came out of my mouth. <laughs> but it has me thinking of like the whole uh, kind of you know spiritual psychedelic concept of religious concept, whatever the fuck you want to call it, of, you know, God splitting itself into... Multiple parts, yeah. Yeah, multiple parts to experience its, itself and its its creation. Right. I don't know, it kind of reminds me yeah. of that, right? Um, right. There's also, like, this... There is this fucking transhumanist bent to it, and some seemingly eerily prescient things, like the, the magic picture. Yeah. And shit, like... Yeah, like, you know, I, I definitely get how you could see, you know, with the first fucking camera, movie camera back in fucking, what, 18, late 1800s. Mm-hmm. You could probably see where that could go. Like, oh, I bet we could broadcast this over radio, too. Like the radio. Yeah. Right? Like, But the idea of having a screen in your house that you could use to see other people in live Yeah, time, yeah. Like, that's shit that, like, we have that now with video chat. Right, 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 right. And, um, and, the, and the idea of, like, surveillance state and shit. I mean, that's a surveillance state. Yeah. How the fuck? That's fucking, I mean, that that's... It made me think of a scanner darkly, too. Yeah, well, it's like, what, 15, 20 years before fucking 1984? With yeah. the, um, whatever the TV is called in 1984 that watches you. I also love how, um, when you look at the archetypal figures of Oz, the good witch and the bad witch are very, like, prominent as figures, you know? There's good magic and there's bad magic. Or there's... Yeah. I And I was, mm, I almost want to look up, like symbolism in the Oz book. Well, I can understand why if somebody wanted to MK Ultra someone and like take them into an imaginary trance land using Oz as a base for that as like 
you know, the other place that you send someone to when they're under trance um, or that they yeah. think they're operating in. They're in the Oz state, maybe like when they're up and walking around, but you can put them into a, you know, make them be like Dorothy, make do Tin Man programming, remove their heart, uh, Scarecrow programming, make, make it so they don't think too hard. You know, <laughs> like you could implant all of these things in connection with the book that I can see why it's such a powerful symbolic vehicle. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of like books and articles on the fucking symbolism in the Wizard of Oz. And I'm really wondering about Ku Clip. Yeah. You know? Tell me uh, more about this Ku Clip. <laughs> okay. Ozma did have to take away Ku Clip's tools to make it so that he can't do this again. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. She yeah. was like, Ku Clip, um, you're cut off. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like theories on how the, uh, the Tin Man was a you know a, a represents a worker dehumanized by industrialization yeah right tin woodsman little by little lost natural body had replaced by metal so he's lost heart cannot move without the help of farmers represented by the scarecrow farmers without brains yeah common knowledge childlike wonder as well also needs to be restored into his life yeah yeah i, I was mm. scarecrow also makes me think of um i love the, the character of the scarecrow yeah me too he's like very funny yeah uh, but like the, the wasteland T.S. Eliot. Yes. You know. Which yeah. Is that fucking. Because poem, like, man. there's That's one point shit. in a different book, like where the scarecrow is actually inhabited by a bunch of mice that are ruled over by like this one witch that can control mice, and these mice are living in the scarecrow's body and the hay in his body. Like, there's crazy shit that happens. Oh, that's some fucking occult occult. Yeah, shit. he's like Jesus. infested with spirits. mind control parasites, or they're just spirits. The yeah, body full of spirits and like a lot of magical traditions. And right. Yeah. No, but there's some like. I was having a lot of genuine fun reading the book through. Oh, yeah. You know, because you can read it from so many different perspectives. Like. Yeah, man. And, and there's legitimate good lessons in there, too, for kids. Like about, you know, wander. Wandering is good. It's better to wander with friends that can keep you safe. A little bit of fear is pretty good, too. Yep. You know? So. Like, it's good to be honest and noble. It's good if a, if a woman is in love with two men, give her... I thought it was so nice that the Tin Man and the Tin Soldier could be friends, you know? Yeah. And recognize their brotherhood. Yeah. Um, Communists. Yeah. (laughs) So so there you have it. There's the story of the Tin Woodman. Well, I I think it's fucking, it's just like like the the Oz, the reason I was really excited to do this episode is because I think like the Oz uh, books, no one like- the Wizard of Oz was the Wizard of Oz for a reason. Like, there's yeah. a reason that that was, like, the first fucking color picture. Was that the first color live action? Yeah, and that was actually based on a 1910 silent movie that was also really big. Interesting. Like, the Wizard of Oz was huge culturally. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like... And still kind of is. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, it's a foundational myth of modern America. It is. Yeah. It is, like, the one of the American myths. Yeah. That and... I guess Alice in Wonderland, is that English? Yes. Yeah. yeah, but that too feels like a quintessential. Yeah, but it, it's odd that like th- there's the the movie isn't the foundational myth. The movie yeah. was the thing because of these books, mm-hmm. right? And like people don't really understand how weird that shit is. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it is like it. And even the making of the movie itself is its own story, and like its impact on Hollywood. And its innovations and special effects, like, it's just, I don't I mean, know, okay. it's such a good symbolic 
uh, the Wizard of Oz. Okay. It has so many different points that you could touch on. Well, check this out. The fucking originally, Oz was just like everywhere else, surrounded by deserts. Couldn't get there. Then the goddamn witch flies over, sprinkles some bullshit on it, turns into fa- that's America. Yeah. Right. Like that's America. The magic. The fairy. The fairyland. The land of opportunities. Right. Like that's colonization. That's or right. Like that's, which is very interesting. And I'm very interested in myths of America, right? Yeah. Like that is a, that's a whole fucking thing. Cause it's odd. We're, mm-hmm. we're sort of, America's sort of a country that's pointed forward or oriented forward rather than oriented back. Like, I don't mean like a regressive sense, but like there's old shit a lot of other places. Yeah. Like there's old shit here, but not of, of the same culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like as America is a haunted house. Yes. Right. And like, it's this alien land, this land of opportunity, of possibility in this, the new world. Right. Like, there's a whole fucking thing here. A land with the evil rulers in every corner that have taken control of certain domains. Yeah. The fucking robber (laughs) barons and shit. Yeah. And the idea of like, uh, this like fucking fairy magic that turns shit into other shit. With these complicated ass rules and stuff that, yeah. that makes, I mean, those, that's like legalese and like economics and shit. And generally all the way that, ways that things happen mm-hmm. and progress is essentially magic. The forces that, you know, spin the whole story into going and doing its fucking thing. Right. Right. And I also love what I noticed when I was reading is that the chapters are lined up so that a lot of them end when the characters are heading to bed. Or going to sleep, or mm. like it's the about to be the start of the next day. So it, it very much is written in a way where it's perfect for being a bedtime story because it ends with the characters going to sleep, and now you can go to sleep and you can just have in your mind all of the adventures from that chapter. And each chapter is like, you know, they go through hardships, they think that they're absolutely fucked, they despair, then they realize shit's not as bad as we thought it is, we must endure. And then they figure out a solution until more hardship shit happens, <laughs> like until they get fucked over again in some horrifying other way, until they meet someone else that can help them and they make more connections with more friends. And it's like, yeah, that's life, though. You know? Yeah, it's also very much an acid trip or something, too. Yeah. You know, this like overarching goal that's just kind of ridiculous and doesn't need to happen at all. Yeah. By the time you get there, it's it's a whole other and fucking through, thing. Throughout the whole book, there's points where they're like, wait, what are we doing? Right, are right. We still going to visit Nimi? Is that still, why are we even doing that? <laughs> I guess we, <laughs> I guess it's our responsibility. <laughs> Out of duty, sir. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That, I, that started me thinking about the fucking Ace of, of Pentacles. Yep. Right, like the the roots of the powers of Earth, this yeah. transformative, fucking yeah, material manipulation thing. And the aces being the aces don't really do anything. They're this spirit of the of the element. It's the thing you have to grab and use. Mm. Right, like that's that's why the twos are the sort of the more yeah active than well, it's than like the aces. that the leaving the palace and going off on the adventure. All of these books start off where, you know, things are sort of status quo and then someone wanders where they shouldn't be. Someone gets curious and then things start to spiral outward. And also another major theme in The Wizard of Oz is that things can be overcome through connection and friendship. Yeah. 
Like, also, but like, let's not forget this whole place is fucked. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's totally. <laughs> but there's this idea of it reminds it reminds me of like the Dune lore in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. In that, like Dune's Dune is very much influenced by mushrooms and sand dunes. Yeah. And there's like a lot of themes of genetics and like shit over things turning into other things over the yep. long term in an organic way and shit. And I see that a lot in the Wizard of Oz as well. And but I, it's also with machines and shit too. It's not yeah. necessarily, it's not, it's not mush. It's not psilocybin mushrooms. Right. Whatever the fuck Frank Baum was eating, it wasn't, wasn't mushrooms. Well, um, that's what makes the Tin Man so interesting too, because he's juxtaposed against characters like TikTok. Right. Characters like Scarecrow who were built mechanically. Yeah, yeah. Were not, did not start off as flesh people, you know, because there are a bunch of non-human living things in Oz yeah, but the Tin Man is unique from them because he still has like a, a life force within him. But then there's other shit made out of metal, but he still has like that spark of a soul. I and mean, he sort of, he gets split up and then yeah. as a seed, like the Ace of Pentacles, the t- Nick Chopper is a seed that then grows, splits off into mul- multiple branches and shit. Right. Right. Actually, that's Jesus Christ, the Ace of Pentacles. And this uh, is all just because he wanted to help out girl in the for- cute girl in the forest that needed some help chopping wood every time dude you know you just want to help out this cute fucking girl now you're <laughs> and now look at you now there's a frankenstein monster with with your parts the audience knows <laughs> yeah it's what happens man it's just it's how it be yeah it's hard out there in the forest it it's it's also interesting because when you read the wizard of oz or you even read through the dialogue in this book the Tin Man, for his perceived lack of heart, is the most heartfelt character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's always considering, like, I don't know, how his actions affect others, what the most righteous thing to do is. Yeah. Which is an interesting aspect of his character, that he believes that he has this fatal flaw, and yet his actions are very heartfelt. Well, that's kind of true, right? Like, generally, the thing that you focus on as a perceived flaw is actually like what you're kind of about because that seems to be the thing you care about. So right. it did tend to, uh, it would make sense if that's just represents which direction you're oriented in yeah. as you move through. Same with how like, shit. because the scarecrow thinks that he doesn't have a, a brain and, um, that's why I play him fast talk. Yeah. That's why he's actually one of the wittiest people, Yeah, you know, because he's not thinking too hard. So he yeah. has that like sharp wit, and can he actually says some pretty wise things, you know? Oh, yeah. Because no, he just says the most common sense, obvious thing. Like, hey, wait a second. Like, yeah, like he, I mean, he is the intelligence-based character of yeah, the party, right? Even though he's the one that supposedly yeah. doesn't have a brain. The Tin Man is the uh, constitution yep. or strength, whatever, one of those. And then and the then, alliance, the other one. But it, I like the character of Woot, too, because, yeah. like, there is something to be said for the benefit of just wandering out, you know? He's very much like the fool in the tarot deck. Like, okay, I'm yeah. just gonna go from home, and um, this place looks cool. Who lives here? Tell me your story. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I'll join. Sure. <laughs> like, I'm along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is, well, he is, you know, he's also just like the classic straight man. He's the fucking Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a classic trope, but it's very much played in, I don't know, kind of self-awareness. Like, he's like, what the fuck is this? Right. 
There's a part of the story where he gets separated from the rest because while he's a monkey, he's still wearing the magic apron and this jaguar is trying to get him. And he realizes, oh shit, I'm still wearing the apron. So right as this jaguar is about to pounce on him, he just shouts out, uh, open, not really knowing what will happen. The ground opens up and swallows him whole. He gets sucked into the earth and has to like meet a bunch of the great old dragons that only wake up once every like thousand years. Holy shit. Uh, and he like wakes them up, pisses them all off. So Woot goes through his own venture into the underworld and then rejoins with the group. But like, <laughs> I don't know. It would make such a, I can see it all in my mind. I'm saying, oh, it makes such a good miniseries, but it makes a great book. It just makes a great book as is. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. No, definitely. Because sure. the imagery is so strong. Yeah. Like, there's so many cool different landscapes and settings that they go to. So many colorful different characters that are so unique from one another. Yeah. Like, the loons from Loonville are like these weird little gray balloon people that when they get too puffed up, they deflate. And, like, have to be reinflated. That's ridiculous. Yeah. God damn it. Anyway, I think that's about that about does it for us. I think so. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Yep. Willow Truman, The Nonsense Bazaar. We have a Patreon, $5 a month. Get access to our Discord and bi-weekly bonus episodes. And it's a lot of fun and you should do it. Hell Patreon.com yeah. slash The Nonsense Bazaar. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Tune in next week. Uh, leave a rating review. Love you. Take, Love you guys. Don't get stuck in Oz. <laughs> Take care. Bye.